0: Hi everyone, Terry Welbrock with the Healing Place podcast. Just to talk for a moment before this enlightening, intriguing, beautiful—oh my gosh—learned so much conversation. Uh, thanks for being here, and this episode is coming out, uh, yeah, December sixteenth. So, just wanted to wish those of you who celebrate Christmas. Uh, a blessed and joyous holiday season. Um, one of the other things that I, that I wanted to bring up was, and it totally just went out of my head. It just popped right out of there. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway. Oh yes. So I've been having some, um, stats issues for whatever reason through my hosting site. um, Showing like four downloads for a day, and I mean, it used to be very, very high numbers. Um, Like in a couple of months ago, 15,000 downloads for the month, and now the numbers are just crazy all over the place. So, my question to you is if you could just pick an episode, whether it's today's episode or your favorite episode or random episode, whatever it is, and share it with someone and invite someone to listen in so I can see if the numbers start to jump and move around because I just want to see. So this is just my Christmas request. (laughs) Uh, Yes, to invite someone you know or invite everyone you know. Put it out on social media, on Facebook or LinkedIn or, uh, gosh, Pinterest whatever pick a youtube well no we don't want to do youtube i mean obviously i want you to go and subscribe to the youtube channel but i want to check these these audio download numbers so itunes spotify google podcasts uh, iheart radio pandora amazon music pretty much anywhere that uh podcasts are available you can find the healing place podcast uh, so yeah, the show's in the top two percent globally out of almost three million podcasts now, which is amazing and awesome. And I thank you. My heart hugs yours for being here and uh, yes, inviting others to join us. All right, enjoy this wonderful episode. Welcome everybody to the Healing Place Podcast. I am your host, Terry Welbrock, and very intrigued and excited to have with me t- today Yao Green, who is a soul guide and so much more, and we're going to learn about that so much more, and the soul guide part of it. So welcome, Yao. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yes, for sure. So gosh, one of the first things that pops into my head is hybrid human. Can you talk mm-hmm. to us about that? And what is that?
1: Great question. And I'm sure your audience will have a lot of different places where they're coming from with it. Sometimes I think when I say it in in society, people think, how does it happen? I'm used to the Toyota Prius, I don't understand. So the mind then has to switch to a hybrid really being a conglomeration of a different parts, right? An alchemizing of different characteristics that are, we always say that are higher that are higher dimensional than a base third dimensional density. So we were talking earlier about Pleiadian and I like to, there's all sorts of star systems. This isn't necessarily something that I've made up. This is a, when we look out in the galaxies, these are actual star systems that we can ask astronomers about. And there is a Pleiadian star system. There's Sirius, there's many, many others. We all have, the energetics, because none of us were actually born on this planet, right? We all have seeds, we all have material from all of these other star systems. Our base DNA, our base material is made up of the minerals of this planet if we just look at it from that perspective, we have every mineral that's on this planet, specifically we actually came from the ocean. We literally walked out from the water. So our, which is why our bodies are 70% water. Everyone learns this when they're five. Um, And so when we take that base DNA, we also have a crystallized DNA. So it's this 12 strand crystallized DNA that is made up of a lot of these different star systems. We characterize them by different emotional or ways of being. For example, when you looked at the Pleiadians, what were some of the characteristics that were on there? Probably heart-centered, yes. um, healing. Those I was going to say healer, yes. Mm-hmm, those are very Pleiadian. We've got Andromedans. So there's a lot of different pieces. And when we look at those, we are made up of all of those different pieces. Some of us have a have been on this planet for many many years that is not me um so the way i came into this vehicle right because it's just a suit of skin that we're putting in or implanting these dna strands these characteristics so for me that was specifically with and i'll go a little further you can bring me back um I have a ship DNA. Not everyone is from a star system. We know that there is ship energy, and it's we try to picture it as a UFAO or a ships, things like that, but it's actually uh, energy of a conglomeration of many different star seeds or many different energy bodies coming together in one uh, with one intention. I think that's the easiest way to say it with one central focus, and you come together in this ship energy. And what happens is we create light beings that then come down onto this planet, we know that there's a lot more of star seeds, lavender children, that's been we've been seeing those because that's become more apparent in what we're actually able to see and sense in these bodies. Whereas, you know, in the 1900s. And the 1800s, it was a different focus, we weren't focusing on the energetic component, we were just learning how to live and moving through transitional times. And so a hybrid is really like that conglomeration of a ship energy or a planetary energy that has been implanted into this vessel. Ask me any questions. I know that was a lot of information. Oh, no, that. that's so amazing. Well, well, the first thing that popped in my
0: head was I, I've been reading a lot and hearing a lot about Earth shifting from being 3D mm-hmm. to 5D. And mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. part of the role of, of, mm-hmm. those, of all of like, us, the seeds or all of us, all yeah.
1: of us, all of Yes, us. Okay. all of us. Um, and not necessarily is the planet shifting. We've always had access A dimensional energy is really the capacity to be able to sense and integrate in the body many different uh, ways of understanding and perceiving at one time. Our physical existence is here in this body. This frequency runs very slowly. That's why we can be so dense. A desk that frequency is even slower. That's why it's even more dense than we are. And when we move through a frequency of energy or of all of these minerals and uh, everything that we're made of, those start to vibrate at such a high frequency that we can't even see them necessarily. Some people can. Some people can hear them. Some people can sense them. Some people, once we move out, once we allow the consciousness or that energetic part of us to move out of this physical body, we're able to travel to these dimensional understandings or perceptions of what is currently happening in the broader universe that our ego mind cannot understand. And that's where it gets sticky. It's hard right? It it makes sense. It's hard to fit it into boxes. And that's what the brain does, which is good because we want it to fit into boxes. We want to know if I'm going to step off that curb, am I going to be hit by a car? That's its job. But now when we dive into consciousness and the soul, which we talked about, um, that's when we allow ourselves to see a much broader world of all possibilities. And we jump into sort of quantum physics and learning about The packets of quanta, which are light forms, and how that works.
0: Oh, I'm anyone who's been tuning into previous episodes knows in the past, I don't know, eight weeks or so, I have visited a harmonic egg and it's sound, light, and vibration energy. Mm -hmm. And my first session, I was taken to other galaxies, and me trying to explain it, I was like, I. I know people are, some people will be like, ah, but I'm mm-hmm. telling you, it was the most real experience I've ever had in my life, which yeah. sounds crazy, but it was it because I was able to just not be in
1: this body, mm-hmm. but go like here. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Phenomenal. And, and that's what we're talking about. Like the earth isn't moving to 5d. The earth has all the frequencies, but we're allowing a, uh, an overlap. We're allowing the veils to be cleared away we're allowing things to mix in a way that someone can literally, and this, someone can have a dis-ease in the physical body, move through another dimension, understand things, carry that energy and information, right? Because this is information, this is the same thing, this cell phone, similar thing is what we're doing. We're transmitting this information through these waves and it can come back into this body, restructure the format of the body so that the disease is no longer there. Those are the things that can happen. I know that we call that miraculous healing, but that is really, I mean, it is simple and plain when we open up all possibilities. It's sort of like when we look at when people want to manifest things, it's been so diluted, like, okay, if I can visualize my life, I can be in this house and this car. Okay. Yeah. And it's about really, it's about being able to go out there to understand and meld together with the dimensional information. And yeah, I could bring it down here and like, okay, this is the possibility that I want to see, but the thing about it is that we're trying to expand ourselves, not so that we can get more material and more dense. We're trying to be able to have that flow happen consistently. And so our body can handle coming back in and integrating with it. I work with a lot of clients that I'm, and a lot of them are doing this type of work, but some of them are in the beginning stages and not sure, like, wow, it's feeling like this, or I'm feeling these physical symptoms, because that's trying to allow the body to integrate Higher frequency energies into the body that vibrate really quickly because it's sort of like, you know, when you go on one of those spinny things at the carnivals where you turn it, the energy is then spinning that quickly and we get dizzy and we feel nauseous because our physical bodies aren't used to that frequency that's what we're trying to do is allow and move. That's why we're so much into trauma work right now, because then we can move some of these old patterns out so that there's space to have these higher dimensional experiences. Fascinating. I had about 50 questions pop in my head. <laughs> well, <laughs>
0: And I have to tell you, when I do EMDR therapy mm-hmm. or I'm mm-hmm. doing healing work or I'm whatever I'm experiencing, when I've been in the harmonic egg, the two times I've gone, my head will tingle almost like, mm-hmm. like I can feel that. and as you were talking, I could feel my head tingling. And I don't know if it's just like a truth thing or because it's just like, oh, there's so much truth happening here. So just letting you know that number one or yeah. one. Thank you. Um, And I'm trying to grab one of those 50 questions that popped into my head. So, so talking about, well, obviously we talk about trauma recovery a lot Mm -hmm. here on the (laughs) healing place podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, And so do you work with folks who have, have been through trauma with helping them? uh, I call it stored negative energy, but do you help them with moving that out of their bodies and, and processing the traumas?
1: So there's and there are people that do all levels of this work. What I do is, I when people come to me, they have some, they have a lot of the somatic tools already, because what I'm bringing forth is pretty intense. You know, it's direct, it's intense, but it's still gentle. Um, But they have to have the tools to be able to feel it, to be able to name it to be able to sort of work through it when they're not in session with me, because a lot will come up as it starts to process through the physical body. So if someone's coming and they're still working through a lot of the, the trauma or they're still working through a lot of the stored energies, um, it's I want them to have a level of foundation in that already, that they've done some work because it, it takes a lot to hold a container for someone they're just starting the work of seeing what their body has been holding. And of seeing, and I don't mean seeing it, like, yes, we do see the actual experiences, but it's the felt sense of yes. that. I mean, we can look into the nervous system and all the work from porridges, and we look at the, you know, somatic experiencing. I mean, they've developed this whole... Section which I am trained in, but that's not what I also do right now because I'm working with people, and they're like, "Okay, I've got a lot of that," and we're trying to like move into understanding how to work with higher dimensional frequencies and bring them down and sort of explode them into the the body, which we're going to come up against trauma. But it's not the beginning parts of trauma, if that okay. makes sense.
0: Yeah, again, amazing, and I've had Dr. Stephen Porges on the show, and I said I felt <laughs> like. Um, because I'm such a trauma geek and in mm-hmm. trauma recovery geek, yeah. I felt like, I don't know, a rock fan meeting, you know, right. S- yes. Mick Jagger or something. Like I was just awestruck the whole time. Like oh my gosh, yeah. I can't believe I say talking about, <laughs> but oh my gosh, what a down to earth, wonderful man. Uh, yeah. But I, yeah, the whole polyvagal mm-hmm. theory and all of that, mm-hmm. yeah, the vagus nerve. It's yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think that's, we can extrapolate that out to that nerve system is also an energetic system because when we look even further back in embryology, even going back prior to that, we're looking at energetic frequencies that became uh, thickened into this structure. But it had to do that through water. It would mean that there is this is exactly the reason why babies are not just immediately born. That's why there's these there's they're sitting in water because that is what we know. And in order to have it be smoother, nine months of that, or however many weeks that is, is it, we sit in a sack of water of this fluid craniosacral, everything that's surrounding, you know, the vagus nerve is fluid. Like we're moving a, it has to be nerves have to be really moving oriented because once they get stuck, that's when the electrical impulses get stuck and keep firing and have nowhere to go. And they're running those same patterns. So everything is about the fluidity and the water around us. (coughs) I've
0: decided to get a tickle.
1: That's okay. Yeah. (coughs) <coughs> I, least, you I always water, have I water in here but i don't have a water <laughs> isn't that interesting
0: today that is hilarious in a i mean like wow mm-hmm. you start talking about water and my throat was like hey guess what you don't have water in here
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly oh exactly my God. yeah i mean crazy. yeah
0: yes and what you said oh my gosh it makes so much sense yes it's almost like we yes i love the idea of it of it being a, an easier process then to transition into this life uh, through yeah.
1: being in that water. Uh, I mean, it's a bit of a shock to come out of that water, right? When right. babies come out, I assume I've only been at one birth, but when babies come out, all of a sudden their skin feels something different than it did before. I mean, that- And their, in their it, lungs, like all of a sudden they're, oh, there's air. <laughs> We were breathing in water. Yeah. I mean, if that doesn't say we were fish, we were doing exactly that. And the same thing is when you put a baby who's just a couple months on, you can put them directly in the water and they will actually breathe in the water for a while, which many people don't know. It's so cool. Yeah. We still we still there's still that reflex. And it is a reflex in us. So that's one interesting piece. You know, there are base reflexes that we have, and that is one of them. To be able to do that, it gets trained out of us, obviously, but that is so important that it's a base reflex, which says something about our connection with water and where we come from and how we can move more fluidly in these suits, you know, in this (laughs) density. I, you know, I say the work I do with people is also very plasmic because when we move our consciousness out of the physical body, it becomes more fluid because it needs to sort of move in that way around energy because it's not, we're not bumping into furniture or walls or anything like that, shape-shifting. We've heard of shape-shifting, that's how we do it. We become more conscious of our fluid form and our features shift because of that connection to our fluidity as opposed to the hardness and the structure that we keep.
0: Right. Well, I just think we're just learning so much, and it just seems very, very quickly (laughs) about uh, the quantum field and the just how much more power we have and feeling that empowerment Mm -hmm. than we ever realized.
1: Yes, yes, and that's that is the idea. Is when with with water, its essence is about complete options of there is everything there. Water has everything. It can move along rocks, it moves along the the dirt of the the rivers, it moves in waves, it has everything in it. So it's important for us to remember like, ah, if we can be that, even in the basis the sense, if we can be water, even if I can just sit here and visualize myself as the fluidity of water. You can feel how it even actually moves the sacrum or the, the tailbone, we'll call it. Sorry. Uh, it starts to move the body in places where you didn't feel if you just allow yourself to do that, your body even just starts moving in places that you didn't know had movement. So that's possible. You don't even have to be by water because it is literally around us, right? Our atmosphere. You could pull water from the atmosphere. I have a friend who's developed a water system where it just sits there and it pulls the atmosphere and creates water. We just don't see it. Right. But it's surrounding us.
0: Well, again, I told you before I hit record that I'm a Pisces and I'm so drawn to water. I think it's just, it's just always been, it brings me peace. It I it's, I've always said, it's just soul soothing to be near it. Uh, be around it. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, and I think most people feel that way, even though there's a lot of fear of getting being in water, which I think is interesting in this, but when we and there's so much like being on the land, but the land wouldn't be land without water. Like it wouldn't, it would break apart if it didn't have the structure of water surrounding it and holding it together in a way that's fluid and allows it to shape and move. So I, I think sometimes you're like, I can just go by down the way, but like, it is really important. The water is really important to how we move in not only this body, but our entire existence and the capacity that we can find to shift ourselves in a way that we didn't know. Like it's the medicine, water is medicine to me, at least. And I yeah. think to a lot of people, but it's a medicine that, you know, People are diving into plant medicine so much, but like the the water medicine has been around you longer, if not as long as, but longer than the plant medicine. Yeah, the plant medicine needs water to be with it.
0: You know, I'm so I told you I'm going through this physical. It's mm-hmm. mycotoxin poisoning for mold exposure. Yeah. And I have this crazy rash all over my body for the last year and a half. And mm-hmm. so recently I came across dead sea salts. And so I've been putting them in my bath and mm-hmm. I take a bath every day and I do my meditations in the bath water. And I like the only thing sticking out is my face and uh-huh. I'm just in, and oh my gosh, these dead sea salts have just been
1: so, it's just like my body's like, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. It's 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 there's also so I also use Uh, there is an electrolyte balance that the body needs. Right. We know about electrolytes. Right. But there's a balance that the body needs within its cellular structure in order for the water that surrounds and the extracellular matrix, as well as what's inside to be the correct structure for nervous system activity for the mitochondria to do what they need, for basically the cells to do their jobs, for them to be as healthy as possible. Because what happens when we get into disease is that cells go rogue in some way, right? That's the basic thing of disease. A cell has gone rogue in whatever way, whether it's autoimmune, whether it's cancer, rash, whatever it is, a cell has gone rogue. So what we wanna create around cells is a proper environment. You are doing that in the bath. You are creating an environment. We're less about having to do the healing and more about creating the environment that supports this structure to do its work, whether it's energetic, emotional, mental, physical, it's creating the environment. So when you create a proper uh, water structure, and there's a lot of interesting, Dr. Jerry Pollock has got a lot of interesting work on it. Luc Montagnier, a lot of different people uh, of what should the cellular makeup of water be? And what we do know is that there is, and this is not a plug for anything. There's something called Quinton and it's a, a, a sea plasma, basically. It's a marine plasma that they have been harvesting in a correct way uh, from a far away area of the sea, which, lot, which is the, basically the same electrolyte balance as our, the blood and it's the same in the sea. So those same minerals we're bringing into ourselves in, and I use this every day, in order to have the structure of water because water that comes through a faucet is basically dead water. It is not alive, spring water. When you go to the end of a spring, you can just feel the energy and the ions coming from it. That is because it is mature water that hasn't been put through pipes because when we, When we put water through something that's constricting, it doesn't allow it to move and flow in its vortex in the way that it's supposed to move, which allows it to create its structure. And so, there's very loose molecules of water when we drink the water out of the tap. We want to actually restructure the water so that it can be usable in our body. I'll just—I know we're going off topic. And no, I love it. This is—I'm mesmerized. see me? practical um, to really helping the body heal because we're creating 70% of its environment is water. If we create a a situation where those structures are actually strong and not so loose and constantly shifting that there's going to be a rogue cell moment, that's what allows us to keep stable. And that is what allows us to bring that higher frequency energy into the body and hold it because it's got a structure. It holds it within the, the extracellular matrix. Which is water. That's where this higher frequency energy is stored.
0: You're just so just speaking to my soul right now because I keep getting this message of hydration, 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 hydration. You know, I don't know, angel whispers, whatever you want to call Mm -hmm. it. And so I've like, oh, I'll try this electrolyte. Oh, I'll add a pinch of pink Himalayan salt to my water. Oh, I'll put some lemon juice in my water. Oh, I'll like so like I'm always like trying to figure out what's the thing, what's the thing that I'm missing. So I love this. Yeah,
1: yeah. Hydration is, and when we think of hydration, there's a great book on hydration. There's all hydration like conferences happen. So if people want to look that up, that is a great. It's called, I think the book is called Hydration. Um because we're not really, no one's perfectly hydrated. Because when we think of hydration, like right now, I'm thirsty. I am way past, I am way past dehydration. I'm not dehydrated. I'm actually right now past that point. So dehydration happens not when we become thirsty. It's way before that. We just don't know the signs of that at this point. So in order to properly hydrate, it's really looking at what hydrating foods are we bringing in our body? Cause you don't need to fill up on, you know, water. Do I believe you need eight glasses? Not necessarily. I think it's everything for me is based on what you in particular need. So you're listening of like each glass you drink that's structured water. And we can look, talk about structured water. people can look it up. Um, is, do I need another one? Do I feel that, is there like, there's so many hydrating foods as we we have it in our diet, we don't have to drink as much water because mostly water goes through you unless it has some sort of structure to hold on to. So most of the time, eight glasses is probably not doing you much of anything because it's going right through. We've got to create the cellular structure with the foods that we eat and with every like I, there's something called soleil water. You just make it. It's super yes, easy. I made yep. some. Yeah. Yes. That one is an easy, basic one to do that everyone can do. Um, Similar to, you know, lemon, but it's an easy one because it's just, you just put the salt in there and it's water and you have it for for months. months. Yes, yes. So that's helping with hydration. You'll, I mean, the differences that people feel when they are actually not dehydrated is huge. Not just in their body, but like there you're able to hold the dimensional frequencies and have these messages and intuition come so quickly that your body can actually hold them and shift itself and your entire world around you changes because it is mirroring exactly what you are having exactly what you are in this moment yeah so so when people are battling a chronic
0: illness or battling depression, anxiety, panic attacks, or battling whatever they're trying to work through. Is it, is it almost like that's a block to getting messages, a block to being able to elevate to a higher frequency because they're vibrating down here, just trying to survive.
1: I think there's a couple of things in that question that are interesting. Um, there's the languaging that they're using. Um, that we've put on there because now it's boxed it into something when you box something into what something is into a diagnosis and I've worked with many many patients that are on literally 18 to 22 medications from their doctor literally I mean that's an average for anyone 60 and above sometimes 15 above now is that they're on at least four to ten medications and because they've got this and this when I look at charts it's like they've got 10 diagnoses sometimes. Yeah, It's like, and so now I've put myself into something that I can't see out of. There's, it becomes an impossibility versus possibility. And it's fine to have a title of something if it helps to ease the body, to know that, that there's community out there to know that there's spaces that you can relate to others around it. But mostly what those do is that they put us in boxes and then allow us to drop our responsibility about shifting ourselves and knowing that we have possibility to do something different than that. So I think that's the one piece of it. Um, Is it a lower frequency? I would actually, and I think a lot of the instant, the instant thought is, yes, it's a lower frequency because it's vibrating slower. I would honestly say sometimes that it might even be a higher frequency that we don't know how to process, that it's such a high frequency that what it's doing to the cells is it's changing it so much. And we don't yet understand at that moment, because we haven't done enough work with it to be able to facilitate its usefulness energy does not know positive or negative. It doesn't know whether me, the excitement of me skiing down a hill versus falling down a hill. It, well, I call it excitement and fear, but it's the same energy. And the nervous system doesn't know the difference. The nervous system now, I could visualize myself skiing. Two years from now, it could be like, yeah, that's where you are, as we know from nervous system Work is that that's what neuroplasticity is. That's how we (laughs) get that. Um, But when we, and when we know how to use that energy. So I think what happens is we actually get high frequency energy that's too much for the system and it makes the cell go rogue. And then all of a sudden we're moving at a much slower speed instead of being able to integrate it. Because most people, and I do, I work with people that are bed bound even, and what i realize is that they're actually such high frequency beings they just didn't have the environment surround and support surrounding them to confirm that in them so what happened is they continued to bring this high frequency energy in their environment and who they were around and the patterns that they got said you're crazy you're this or whatever came in and it shut everything down and the cells were like oh okay i've got to create this and then they were now normalized into a disease pattern. But there are some of the most high frequency beings that I work with are some of the people that are working with chronic things with autoimmune with, you know, cancers, with everything like that. Wow, That's just,
0: thank you for those lessons because my mind's like, (laughs) yes, powerful, powerful stuff. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Again, there's just so much there that I was just like grabbing it all. Um, Is is there anything that you wanted to address that we haven't had an opportunity to talk about yet?
1: When I feel into uh, who's here in the space, there's what I would love to bring in at this moment is that even with everything we've talked about, it always comes down to the heart frequency. That frequency, out of all the other things we've talked about, and we've exploded a lot of different myths and, you know, looked at a lot of different things, is that the basis is the heart frequency. When we're able to be in that space, that is the all, that is the one, that's the moment. It's when you are, and I keep looking at that, you have that choose happy sign right there. and. I'm certainly not saying that we always have to be happy from the heart energy, but to f- connect in with it, it's okay that there's so much out there because it's actually all right in one space in the frequency of the heart. So that you, I just wanna say like, you don't have, people don't have to worry about doing all this or being all this. It's just about the breath into the heart space. And if you're present in mo- that moment, And if we feel that right now, that moment, that's all there is. You could move out of this body in the next moment. And that's all this is. It's just getting closer to that heart frequency. Not that big of a deal, no matter how much we see like, oh, there's all these spaces. That's where we get to play. The earth is about playing. So we get to play with all these different things, but we're always going to go back to that heart frequency, which is the soul vibration, which is our consciousness. So that's the end of it.
0: Yes. Well, you have my head tingling again. I could feel my heart expanding because I was like breathing into it. And I said, oh, I love when I'm in that space and connect to that. Uh, Yes. Beautiful, beautiful. So how do folks
1: connect with you and find you? (laughs) uh the website's the best place the i also have an instagram cuz kids like instagram i think so <laughs> i'm not great on it but people can always get me through there as well um and feel people feel free to like email me or message me it's uh, what's coming up from this i do work with people individually um, And I actually also go when people have events or retreats, I do some speaking and experiential pieces on that as well. So if someone's looking for that too.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, I'm putting you on my list because I just did. So I'm doing this healers of Hilton head series. And Uh uh, one of the guests I met through this Mm -hmm. series on the Island said, we totally need to get together. So today we met for the first time face to face Mm -hmm. and we took a big long walk along the uh, the sound that you and I were talking about earlier mm. with the dolphin and the boats mm-hmm. and it was so pretty and just had such a wonderful conversation. Then we sat in my backyard and mm. we were just chatting about the get to know, do each other better kind of thing instead of right. through the podcast, like on a personal right. level. And we both started talking about retreats. And so we said, there really needs to be a, an amazing, this Island is so beautiful. We mm. need to do a retreat. So she and I are going to start working on, bringing a retreat. And I said, I have amazing, beautiful healers from all over the world through this show uh, mm-hmm. that we could yeah. bring in and they could, you know, help people and talk. And oh my yeah. gosh, it would be so cool to have you. So
1: I would love it. I would love it. Put me
0: down. All right. Woo. Great. <laughs> all right. Well, everyone, thanks for joining. Well, thank you for being here. Number thank one. You. Yes. Beautiful. And everyone, thanks for joining us today on the Healing Place podcast. And remember until next time, be gentle with yourself. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. Terry Welbrock again. Just wanted to thank you for listening to the episode today and remind you to visit my website as well as the com for the courses. But if you go to my website, terrywellbrock.com, You can sign up for my monthly Hope for Healing newsletter, which is also jam-packed with information and strategies and blog pieces and guest blog pieces and links to shows. Um, And just a great space for, uh, thanks for, again, being here and being a part of this healing space. I very much appreciate you. All right. Bye-bye.